0: lads we're back
1: we are fully formed
0: fully formed
1: yeah oh well, last episode you weren't here right I was not some election coverage
0: yeah you have seen all the signs around it's like ugh, some people listen you can see some candidates put more effort into their city council spots and that more than others but your sign's not going to make me vote for you well I, I you know i'm not gonna vote for municipal stuff i don't know if i can as a non-canadian citizen oh. i know federal obviously i can't but
1: I don't or think whatever I'm not but sure I, I never actually looked into that interesting well, story I could put up for CGRU.
0: what try and find out <laughs> yeah <laughs> research into to PRs and their voting thingy I mean go ahead man yeah. I don't that's would say anything but you can't because you know we're friends yeah we can't yeah okay um but uh, the NHL season starts tomorrow well it technically it started because there were the two games overseas but everyone just sort of forgot about that Helps if you have Nashville Predators on your fantasy team like I do and Daniel, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's nice. Even though Alex, ha- I'm facing Alex in week one. And he's McDavid, so that'll catch up pretty quickly. Um, let's
2: hope okay. McDavid has a slow start to the year for my sake. McDavid, anyway, Crosby, the list. The you, list got goes Pat, on you, got, you got. You got. You got some of my favorite players. I got too many setters, <laughs> but like it's worth it.
0: It's hey, worth if it you want year. Maddie Beniers, I'll have to take Crosby off your hands.
2: Um. Uh, okay we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that Mason McTavish Nick Suzuki three-way trade
0: yeah we need to get that done we need to get that done okay well lads uh there's a lot going on in hockey a lot of bad stuff going on unfortunately um some pretty serious allegations some pretty hockey canada stuff is getting worse some stuff to do with the Oilers organization mainly Bakersfield and all that kind of stuff um but i guess to open the show um today's an interesting day because rosters are getting set we're starting to see them, and uh waivers are going to be really interesting. I kind of forgot they were at two p.m. again, yeah. and I was looking at, I was refreshing Twitter at midday. I'm like, okay, what's happening? What's happening with Wayne Simmons? Who with the Habs sending down? And then I just saw this news come out. I'm like, this has nothing to do with waiver wires. What's going on exactly? That's very strange. Anyway, uh, I guess to start, um, oh jeez, where do we start, guys? I actually don't know. Uh Do you guys have a, like a particular story? I think we wait towards. The back half of the show to really go into the whole, I guess we can put like the whole oh. very, like the Hockey Canada stuff yep. and all that.
2: Sure. Um, Do you want to do the extensions? Might as well. We there a, are a lot of them. Three, four or three.
0: I think it's three main ones. Jason Robertson, Mackenzie Weger, and Matthew Barzell. Uh, Robertson sort of slid under the notes. I thought maybe to bring cat it, re-sign, but I guess that was actually a sort of, that's been in the background. Apparently it's speculation it, so it, far. It could be coming, which that's gonna be tremendous for the Sens, but teams having good off seasons sort of continue. And like we'll we'll get to obviously we'll get to Calgary in a second with Weger, but we'll start with Matthew Barzell. sure. Uh it is an eight year deal with the Islanders, of course. Uh it is worth seventy three point two million dollars. Eight years, AAV nine point one five oh. Surprises his number's not in there. I see what number is Barzell? Is he ninety one?
2: No, 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 no. What no. uh, number 13, is 13 13, 13, 13.
0: 13, that's a weird number. Anyway.
2: I, I did not know that. 13, <laughs> which, is his, which is his estimated career earnings. <laughs> oh. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I, I just pulled that up. It just, I just noticed it.
0: <laughs> there's modified no trade clauses towards, well, aka years two through eight of the deal. This is all according to Cat Friendly. What do we think of the deal, guys? Maybe you'll... A little rich, but there are a lot of RFA years. Let's see, no, there's just one RFA year, yeah. or like two, one or two RFA years sort of built there. So I guess it's mainly UFA years in there. But um, for those of you who care about that kind of stuff, uh, the dialingers
1: needed to keep them. Yeah, they did. And they do. It's pretty solid, I think, uh, for the number they got them at. Had a bit of a weird season last year. I didn't know what the number was going to be after that. But this might be a deal that I think. Is gonna look like a semi bargain going forward, especially if Barzell bounces back. He needs to.
0: He's on my fantasy team, so I, uh, please, Matthew.
2: I I think he will bounce back. Like I I think points wise, again, like we're, we're gonna have to see what they play like under Lane Lambert. Like this, I think the I, I believe was Lane Lambert in Detroit, or he was with New York. Um, I imagine I can't see it being drastically different than how they played under Barry Trotz, but we could see more of an offensive Matthew Barcel. That being said, like the numbers might not necessarily be there, but I absolutely think it'll be a bounce back year for Matthew Barcel, as it will be for the rest of that team. Um, I just think like they got killed last year with start sorry, starting on the road. They had their COVID issues and I mean, not a great season for them overall, and I think they had trouble, uh, I think, coming back from that. Now, I'm going to have to say it again. I'm going to have to say it again. This contract starts not this year, starts next year. Also 9.15 this year and next year mean absolutely nothing when the cap shoots up by like $5 million the year after. And then another $5 million the year after that, like to me, yes, maybe the number is a, is a little rich, but honestly, by the time this contract actually starts, I think it could be absolutely fair value for Matthew Barzell. I
1: like to point out one thing. Um, if we ever do a re-updated version of the bingo card, we need to add the but the cap goes up.
0: Um. Sorry. So I am wondering if maybe Lane because I want to say maybe sometimes. Sorry. Um. That I, I think he may have been the power play guy with Barry. Um. They have been together. Uh, so obviously, I was looking at Lane Lambert, and uh, he started as an assistant in Nashville, then in Washington, then the Islanders. Um, he, I, so I think he has been on Barry Trot's staff since 2011, 2012. Uh, pretty good guy to learn from, to be honest with you. But yeah, even like he left, um, he left Washington at the same time. Uh, you may be thinking of Derek Lalonde because I think he mentioned Uh, Detroit. Yes, 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 maybe. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, it's shame they never got uh Gerard Gallant, but whatever. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Uh, you, you know, maybe I can't remember if he was the guy who ran the power play in Washington, but maybe. But you know, Matthew Barzell is too skilled of a player, too smooth a skater, the type of guy that I think should X ex, like excel in the game today. Um, it is a lot of money right now. It is, and I think what just doesn't help it at the moment. If we're talking a lot about the future, let's talk about the moment is obviously the way the cap is now, and the Islanders are just sort of so stagnant. I think this is the first bit of positive news they've had that well, this and the Noah Dobson extension, maybe, because it's the only sort of real noteworthy thing about the Islanders lately. No. So, you know, uh, if they were going to improve and there's going to be scoring, it had to be from guys already on the team. The dogs are going nuts right now. I think you can hear that. But, hey, you know, I I don't hate it. You lock up Matthew Barzell for eight years, there's nothing wrong with that. They don't have another star center who's going to leave the organization, so they should be pretty happy about that. Um, Not taking a dig, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Keep things together. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's the best thing you could hope
1: for, right? (laughs) Yeah. The guys that you expect to bounce back or get better, you sign them for the longer deals, and... You just hoped last year was an anomaly. So I think they did what they wanted to do in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Listen, for the sake of my fantasy team and the minus fifteen
2: points that we get for goalie losses, I really hope they don't lose a lot of games because I'm riding Helios Sorokin. Do so you guys
0: want to get your 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 fantasy teams up just so we can tell everyone who we have on our teams? Yeah. Okay. Just because, just because I feel like we're gonna we started the fantasy league. You know, obviously. So it, it's a lot of fun. I think every, not everyone in it. Most of the people in it we've had on the podcast. The yeah. exclusion, one of Alex's friends and uh, Scott, who at one time we went to school with. Um, not my brother, Scott, obviously. Um, but, you know, uh, I'll go first because I have it up already. All right. Uh, my goalies are Jacob Markstrom, Spencer Knight, and Jordan Binnington is just there on the bench. because uh, If I need wins. Markstrom's the big one. Alex was upset I stole him. But then, you know, Alex stole everyone I wanted. Um, I picked up Charlie McAvoy, and he's just gonna sit on the bench until he's healthy or he'll be a trade chip. Nino Niederreiter, who I picked up actually earlier today off uh because he was a free agent. And I thought, oh why not? Joel Eriksson-ek, Jacob Varana, we're making the bet he's gonna be healthy. Maddie Beniers, because Mike's a dick and took Cole Caulfield. Uh <laughs> Lucas Raymond, Matthew Barzel, Alex Petrangelo, Chris Letang, Roman Yossi, Clayton Keller, Tyler Petruzzi, Gujarov, Neilander, Forsberg. Uh, Robert Thomas, my guy, and Sebastian you know, is finally on the team I cheer for. Um, that, that is William Nylander, obviously. Oh, okay, not, I was about not, to ask. Not is Alex. Alex? Uh-huh. Okay. Who got put on waivers, and I think he cleared. Yeah, um, he so yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just looking. Roman Yosi is percent started ninety nine percent. What are the other one percent doing?
1: Anyway, um, Alex, you are... This is what happens. in draft is a uh, sometimes friends do like there's four of them for example. Yeah that going to death, or three of them, and then they're just so stacked each team that you can't simply keep everybody. Well, so that's, I mean, see. Uh, that's weird. Uh, Alex, you are deputy
0: commissioner, so what do you got? Oh my
2: god, yeah, uh, I'll go with my forwards first. I forgot we that's what I was named. Um, I got Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Andre Sveshnikov, Evander Kane. Jonathan Marchessault, Alexis Lafreniere, yeah, I took it. I took Lafreniere, <laughs> uh, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Braden Point, Rupé Hints, Mason McTavish. Sorry, Daniel, had to take him. He was my breakout player. Got to do it. Uh, also, my Calder winner. Or, yeah, he was my Calder winner. Drysdale was my breakout player, <laughs> uh, and uh, Jacob Voracek. Uh, on D, I have Moritz Sider, Shea Theodore, Dougie Hamilton, Tony D'Angelo, Noah Hannafin and Tyson Berry. Uh, <laughs> a lot of legends need there.
0: those points. Need those points.
2: <laughs> and then on the back end, I only have two goalies because I'm like, screw it. Like I'm not dealing. I'm not like just the. I don't want to deal with the worry about losing 15 points for a loss. Uh, is Elias Sorokin and Jack Campbell.
1: Not boy, Yeah. Mary well, <laughs> Barry <laughs> and Jack Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen,
2: the thing was, like, I wanted Markstrom, and then Adam took Markstrom. And then I'm like, I don't really feel confident in any of the other goaltenders. Like, I was thinking of uh, Thatcher Demko, but then I'm like, I don't know what the Canucks are going to be this year. Um, and so I went with Jack Campbell because th- they're probably going to win a lot of games.
1: I like to say a line that I just thought of. Let's hear it jack campbell and tyson berry reunited in reality and fantasy hey
0: yeah. that's
1: not bad man what's your fantasy team looking like there daniel all right so i took three goalies Spider man pretty obvious um mark on g flurry oh yeah yeah connor <laughs> hellebuck and john gibson you daniel i feel like there's a lot of take with your heart there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, prepare for the next ones.
0: <laughs> I was talking to Will and Mike and they were like, the moment we saw Flurry available, they knew you
2: were going for him. <laughs> you, you know what they said to me when I, when I met up with them after they're like, what they were talking about, what were the chances? Cause I had first overall, they're like, what are the chances yeah. that I was going to take Austin Matthews first? I'm like, I wanted it. And Will's was like, you were the only person in that draft that did not want first overall. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, at second, I could reasonably take Austin Matthews. It's just not at first.
0: Here's what's annoying. So Before you keep going, Daniel, Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of mock drafts, mainly around five, because I felt confident that, and then I did some at nine and ten, and I'm like, the only spot I don't want to draft is seven or eight. I feel like I I know what I'm doing at every other position, and I picked seven. I still like the team. I like how we look. I like the lads, but was not happy to see I was seven.
1: Go ahead with the rest of your team. Okay, <laughs> I'll go with the forwards first, then I'll go to defensemen and my two IR guys. So, my two centers are Alex Barkov, Nick Suzuki. Sorry. Yeah, no. thanks. Uh, <laughs> left so wingers funny. are Steven Stamkos and Kirill Kaprasov. Then, yeah. right you wingers. You also took Kaprasov when I
0: wanted him, but I'll take the draft. <laughs>
1: thanks,
2: Daniel. I think right. that was, but I think when he took Kaprasov, I think that was like auto draft because you were on the yeah, oh, it was away so. Or Yeah, and I'm yeah. like you would have taken
1: Kaprizov anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, but like, what are the chances? <laughs> my right wingers are Timo Meyer and Brian Rust. Extra forward is Evgeny Kuznetsov. I actually contemplated, like, should I put this guy in my no draft list? But I said, no, there's too much, too much talent there. Defensemen, and these are for the points. <laughs> Tori Krug, Rasmus Anderson, Jamie Drysdale, and Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, that's why you took your eyes, Dale. Utility, Anton Lindell and Ryan Johansson. Lindell was a good pick, by the way. Johansson, you picked up a free agent, right? Yes, I did. That was a good pick. That was a good pick. Uh, my bench at the moment are Jacob Slavin, Matt Dumba, Kaelin Addison. did. And my IR guys so far are Gabriel Landis and John Tavares.
0: Very good. Very good. I think we, I think, listen, listen, you have the heart team. Alex, I think, has the best offensive output team, and I don't quite know how to describe my team, but you know, uh, good group of guys, good ca- high character team. Mine, high character. Oh, that's what's uh, to We to all want to win say. for each
1: that's other. Like, like that was like my that
0: Listen, I got Phil of uh, Forsberg. Man, he's got he like he was like top three in goals for game last year. Uh, Listen, my team is headed off by Kucherov, Yossi, and Markstrom. I'm happy with that. Very happy with that. But here's what's annoying: is I didn't think. I had a strategy where I really I thought I could take Jack Hughes. But here's the thing, Will apparently was reading up that his big thing was take Jack Hughes later in the draft. And then my mock drafts at seven and eight, I, I every time I did it, I left with Aho, um Aho, Lindholm, and Hughes. And Will took Lindholm and Hughes. And I was really mad about it. Really, really mad about it. Um, back to extension, top Because yes. we're talking about Will, and he was he was out with his Flames jersey. The Flames, I think, have officially—if there was any doubt—have won the Matthew Kachuk trade. Uh, they obviously re-signed Jonathan Huber, though, and before the season starts, they cut off the deadline. They they re-signed Mackenzie Weger the other part of that team. It is an eight-year deal. Um, which is it is long. It is very long, and he is twenty-eight right now. It's worth fifty million dollars, which is pretty good. It's pretty nice. That's, That's good for him. That's a lot of money. Uh, the AAV is six point two five million dollars. That core is locked up. They are going to win some games. Very good. Maybe some playoff rounds. Maybe they're bringing, maybe they're going to bring the cup back to Canada. We like to think so, but um, tidy business from from True Living. That defense is just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, another argument as to why he is uh, champion of the off season. Uh, in my uh,
0: come on, Dorian. Dorian, and, uh,
2: and and I believe I named him my GM of the year. I think
0: you did, and I you kn- had them
2: winning the cup as well. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I know that that was yeah. that was crazy when I said that. Um, I I mean, like it's a lot of money. I like it again, like <laughs> the cap, but whatever. Like I I'm more so curious as to what their defense looks like next year because I feel like that's a lot of. Wait a second, I'm a liar. <laughs> Milan Lucic is coming off the books at the end of this year, so like, <laughs> never mind. There's my answer. The defense is going to look the same. I miss that, but I'd be curious to know what how everything looks moving forward once that contract extension kicks in. Obviously, they're still going to be a good team with the guys they have locked up, but more so like, how are they going to build around it? Is what I'm curious about. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just curious as to what that looks like. I-
0: I have cap friendly up if you want me to quickly read who's uh who's gonna be around next year and that if you if you'd like. Sure. Um, so under contract for 23-24 season yeah. is Noah Hannifin, but he'll be a UFA that summer Christopher Tanab, who will be a UFA that summer Nikita Sidorov who will be a UFA that summer and Oliver Killington, Killington, sorry, who is a UFA that summer. Uh, Rasmus Anderson, of course, has uh, four more years as of right now. And Mackenzie Weger obviously right now, is nine years because this contract kicks in. Next year, obviously, Alex, and if you want to know the forwards, we know Kadri just got the big deal. Huber, yep. though, starts next year. Three years for Mangiapane. um Backlund's two years. One year for Lucic. Coleman's five years. And every other forward is two or one year. So, um, realistically, the only long-term contracts they have are those sort of core guys. And then yeah. Everything around there is just sort of whoosh, disappear. So not the worst spot to really be in. I know there's a lot made about the age of those older guys, but the rest of the team actually looks pretty flexible.
1: And they've kept their... They have forward, to win like their- in the next two years. Yeah. They've kept their forward prospects too, which is something that you could look at as cheap depth moving forward. Like, you know, Connor Zeri's still there. Jacob Pertier's still there. So they could do something. Um, I have this feeling that because there's so many moving parts to this where I'm not saying they're not going to be, they're not going to be bad. Like, I think they're going to be great, but I kind of feel like this is going to be the year that they're going to see how everything gels together. And then maybe next year is when they make that step towards actually winning the cup.
0: Oh, I, I forgot about Jacob Marks as Well, yeah. by the way, who is was there for a long time.
1: So
2: just two points on the flames like first off it's nuts they have Elias Lindholm at two more years at 4.85 i just want to put Ugh. put that out there disgusting um secondly you know we're talking about like this core what's crazy to me is how they literally went from one core to the next in terms of the top guys in that core in one summer, no more Monahan, no more uh, Goudreau and no more Kachuk. They bring in Kadri and Huberdo and then obviously add uh, Uyghur to the mix. And then I guess we can, and, and they still have Lindholm, right? Like they made to me like just an absolute 180 and mm-hmm. then, and, and, and didn't, and got better they oh, got yeah. rid of the old guys and brought or old the original guys and brought in new guys and they got better.
0: It's impressive, man. It's good. impressive. Uh they should be happy those fans. Pretty good. Um Stars fans should also be happy cuz Jason Robertson has been re-signed. Uh important thing I want to say off the top here. At the end of this deal, it's 4 years, uh Jason Robertson will still be an RFA apparently, which is very interesting. Uh Dallas Stars bring the big goal score very good to see uh four years as i said it's worth 31 million dollars still incredible amount of money um 7.750 is the cap it Uh, a three million dollar signing bonus this year just this year i don't know why but uh it's it's there Uh base salary is 8 million, 9.2, then 9.3. We still don't understand how the qualifying offer stuff works, but I was
2: convinced Um, the rule changed. Like (laughs) I was honestly so convinced that the rule had changed, and I guess I was wrong.
0: I still believe you, but then everyone else is it's it's it I don't get how the CBA works. I don't think the the teams do. I mean, Jim Benning definitely didn't. Um, (laughs) but I mean, fair. I mean, I think that was Maybe a year more than some people thought, but the cap hit. I think we were joking around three years, seven to eight million, and then there it goes.
2: Well, it's what Friedman Friedman has been saying for, I don't know, like months. Every episode of the Thirty Two store. <laughs> yeah, every like literally every time Jason Robertson is brought up, it's three by seven and a half, and all we got was four by seven point seven five or seven point seven five. So, like, it shouldn't. It's not much of a surprise. Good deal he'll get paid in four years and paid with a capital of fee.
0: $31 million. Like,
1: I don't even know what I would
0: do with that much. Just like throwing that out there. Daniel, what do you think? You're a big Robertson guy.
1: I like it a lot. I think with the stars, we've mentioned what does that core kind of look like? And it's one step towards building for the future. We don't know what they're going to do with the contracts. I know they they still want to try to, squeeze into the playoffs again because that's really where i place them as of right now but it is a clearer picture of what they're trying to build there for the future they're what i like is they're paying their draft picks and they're doing it without having to you know without with the exception of Mira heiskanen they've actually done pretty well with getting guys not in the top 10 and making something out of it like 2017 is probably the game changer for them when i mentioned heiskanen mentioned Odinger, mentioned jason robertson now Um, if you could keep yeah if you keep doing that then i think that the stars are going to be a lot better moving forward but it is going to be it is going to be an la kings version of it i think in my opinion because you cannot simply trade any of those big contracts
0: uh, technical difficulties. Alex's Rogers uh, internet has come for him yet again.
1: No, uh,
0: it's like the the shark in Jaws. Uh, you're gonna need a I, I don't know better internet booster thing. I don't know how it works. Anyway, uh, before we were saying yeah, so Justin Perrin got cut.
2: No, um, no, you're gonna have to go farther back than that. I didn't even hear it. I didn't even get to that. I think we were still talking about Jason Robertson.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we like the deal.
1: Yeah, I love him. Good.
0: Okay. Good yes. Um, so going to roster stuff now, uh, did you hear me say that 5 p.m. today is the big day? Yeah, for
1: that,
2: that is the okay. last thing I heard. Okay,
0: right. cool. Um, that has me the waiver claim. Make a big defenseman. Jonathan Kovacic, check, check, uh, something like that. One of the apparently was good in the AHL for the Jets. They lost in the waivers, asset management. They're great at that. Fantastic. Um, so that's good. So uh, beside that, here are the big things. These are the Canadians that apparently have a, have made the team. They're all defensemen. No, Sapkowski's not a defenseman, Adam. You idiot. Uh Caden Gould has made the team. I think he was probably the biggest standout on defense. Arbor Jacki, after you know, humiliating the sense, um
1: the is protector.
0: has made the team. By the way, shout out to the Habs going 0 and eight in the preseason. Oh. Uh Jordan Harris has made the team, which I don't know why that was noteworthy. I yeah, cool. Um and Uri Sapkowski has started. I think people are really hoping this is going to be an eight or like he's going to do the nine game thing because he had maybe one excellent game and the rest were pretty mid. Um, he was skating on the second line today for anyone who was curious. I had the lines of they had Monaghan like third line winger, which was very interesting to see. Um, I do have the Leafs lineup here, by the way. So amongst other things going on, and there were a lot of the things to do with the Leafs and House we're going to get to uh, in a second here. Um, because yeah, when I first wrote these notes now, so of had that really good game against the Leafs and then he was just sort of not great. Um, anyway, though, I like that. Caden Gooley. Very good to see. Uh, when it comes to the Leafs, waivers are going to be interesting today. This is why I hate the fact that waivers are at two o'clock now and not at midday Eastern time. Um, because I thought they were twelve, and I'm like, I said this already, didn't I? I was waiting to mm-hmm. see the news, but so these were the leaf. Uh, these were the the lines at leaf Leafs practice because one of the things I put down was to, who was going to be second to, line winger today. Uh, Sorry, when were these yes. Leafs lines today? Fifty one minutes ago from Mark Masters. All right. Yes. Uh Matthews Marner, Bunting, Tavares, Nylander, Dennis Maligan is skating second line wing.
1: The official returned of Dennis Malkin. I love it.
0: Angval, uh, Kerf Yarncroke, Aston Reese with Camp uh, and Abe Kubel, Helmberg, Holmberg, sorry, and Robertson, the extra guys, Brody, uh, Riley, Muzzin Hall, Sandy, Giordano, Kral and Villeneuve as the extra guys. Matt Murray uh, seems to be the starter over Ilya Samsonov. So obviously I didn't mention a certain name there, Adam Gaudet and Wayne Simmons, who I think we can all assume is maybe going to be a Philadelphia Flyer by the end of the day. You think so? Apparently, Friedman was saying so. That apparently the Flyers are interested in him. Um, I think he was saying something about Felino too, because Felino's on Mike Riley's on waivers. There were some decent names. I was uh, surprised by the,
1: the Mike Riley one. I was really surprised with because they don't have Charlie McAvoy.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's just hey Boston. Um, but hey, so apparently, um. Ooh, you know what? I really liked the last couple of days. You know, the videos of, um, like, uh, of, a uh, what's his name? Nashville's GM, uh, the, David, the, the, Poyle. The, 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 the David Poyle, like telling Cody glass, he had made the team. And then Minnesota did the same thing with Kayla Addison and, um, Marco Rossi. Apparently Kaden Gooley said that Marty St. Louis brought him, Slavkovsky, Harrison, Jack guy, into know Lutland- they had made the roster. That's cool. Um, I'd like a video of that, please. I'd very much like a video of that. Um, because those are cool moments. Those are cool moments.
2: Okay, with the Leafs, are we surprised yes, yes, Simmons yes. got waived? Are we surprised? Um, a little bit, but not really. Like I, I yeah. think the I, I think if you look at how last year ended for him, to be honest, I think I thought the sign the the sign of we'll call it his end of tenure with the Maple Leafs was when they traded for Kyle Clifford. That might be, that might be extreme. Like I, I think, and listen, I'm now I'm using complete 2020 hindsight on it, but it just like, what to me, what was the point of bringing Kyle Clifford in? Like it's, and I think they did it a few times. It's just, why are you going to play Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons on the fourth line on the same night? what what's the objective what are what are you getting out of that who's that helping uh, Tampa well Tampa in mean, game one but not really because they got killed but they lost that game five me, nothing the,
0: I know but just let me make
2: the joke okay no no I get with, okay sorry okay fine fair you make the joke um I just to me what was the point of bringing Kyle Clifford in I mean at the same time but like it's not like Kyle Clifford's any better than Wayne Simmons at this moment, at this moment Mm -hmm. career wise. Yes. Wayne Simmons has had a freaking incredible career. Like let's not even, we don't even have to have that debate. Um,
0: Fantastic flyer.
1: Yeah. He was an all-star.
2: Yeah. We don't like have to, we don't, we don't need to get into, we'll get into that later when, with a certain Mr. Someone, Um, (laughs) we're not going to mention his name, but yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know where he necessarily fits on this team right now. If he wants to play in the NHL, I don't know where he fits on this team. When you have someone like Kyle Clifford, who right now can do the same job as Wayne Simmons Mm -hmm. and is more than okay playing in the AHL. And he did that last year in Toronto with the Marlies and played with the Leafs. Like, that that's the thing for me if he wants to play nhl i don't think it's
1: going to happen in toronto consistently i think at this point too yeah it's they're pretty interchangeable especially at wayne simmons point of his career and the injuries and what the production looks like even towards the playoffs um it's it's just really not what you, you you initially thought of what you were getting with a Wayne Simmons where it's going to be that guy who's going to fight for you, who's going to defend for you, but is still going to try to chip in at least a bit more of energy from that bottom six. But at this point, the way it's been, I think, especially for the speed aspect of it, I, I agree that if you're going to keep Kyle Clifford there, then Wayne Simmons is, is gone.
0: It's funny the moment Simmons signed that two-year extension. I don't think a lot of us saw him playing the second year.
1: No, no. I'm not no,
0: surprised no. when he was first played. I was like, "Ooh," but then I thought about him like, "No, we." I think we talked about it. there was a real chance that he wasn't going to make it through it, um, which is a shame. He was obviously loyal, loved the team, member. he turned down the Canadians to obviously go to the Leafs. Um, I was bitter about that. I remember, and then I obviously when the playoffs happened, I was very. Yelled about Wayne Simmons about, you know, what happened there and have fun. But, you know, I respect for Wayne Simmons um, and that Uh, just a hell of a player. I don't want to just talk about like his career is done, but people don't talk enough about just how much of a force he was, especially when he was a flyer guy. He was he was so good. Uh, He was so good. And he kind of missed his big payday because if he was a UFA like a year earlier, he was going to get it. But what was he went to? was Was it was it Nashville? He went to first. And yeah. then he didn't they tried him on the power play, it just didn't work. Then he went to New Jersey for like a year for got like that five million dollar
1: deal, yeah. And it
0: just didn't work. It wow. just the didn't work. Yeah. Um, oh god, do you guys agree that that Samsonov should be the uh, backup here and Murray starts because like, I
2: kind of like Samsonoff.
0: Well, I don't like him, but I like him compared to Murray. You think keep
2: playing them. <sighs> like so like that's my my thought like uh, does it matter does it EA. like what
1: does it matter does it matter is the question uh, no i'm gonna use both- as an example what i used to do if i had a tandem i'd play the guy and then if he lost two in a row you go to the next guy and then you just continue that until you see who who grabs it
2: So, are you asking who's going to start Wednesday night? Is that what...
0: If I'm seeing Matt Murray there today, I'm assuming that means he's starting against the Canadians.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. You play Murray Wednesday, Samsonov Thursday against Washington, Murray Saturday against Ottawa.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: Let the fun begin. Is all I'll say.
0: <laughs> I mean, he he did play well against the Canadians in that preseason game. Remember that saving made on Salkovsky. Sure. Now again, that was preseason in that, but you know, uh, just just go for it. Uh, and they also with the cap room they have left, the Leafs did sign Zach Aston-Reese, obviously, uh, which I think we were all waiting to see happen. Um, but, uh, whatever, good. good depth
2: he'll play. he'll play on the fourth line for sure. He'll There's be no out question, there to right? defend no. the leagues. Remember
0: yeah. when Pierre Maguire was like, ah, Zach Aston Reese, great guy. Forget analytics. They need character guys like this. And everyone was like, yeah, the advanced analytics say he's one of the best defensive players in the league.
2: So, oh, you know, uh, yeah. Um, You're right, Pierre, on this one.
0: Yeah. Um, two bits of news with the Canadians as well, if we go back to them quickly. First off, Owen Beck gets his ELC. Very well-deserved. Very, very well-deserved. Uh, the problem is it was offsetted by Logan Mayhew receiving his. Now, here's the thing is, you know, because we are in Southern Ontario, you know, the, the Lou Lamorello saying that you have time use it is sort of edged into a lot of our minds. And you know what? It's not always necessary to use all your time. But I think in Logan Mayhew's situation, the Canadians had this entire season, not only to sort of examine his character further. But to also evaluate his playing style, because obviously he has not played games, uh, very few games since he was drafted. Um, I don't think I need to continue to say how I don't want him as part of the organization. He'll be in Montreal for a few more days because I guess his shoulder is in the point where he can practice, um, but he will be returning to the London Knights. Eric Angle said the Canadians had, had told him. Um, Chantel Mackenbay on Twitter did sort of have this thing of that people were sort of battling about about her straightening out exactly what the accusations were and and then having a thing of questioning second chances. I just continue to make the point that I believe in second chances, but I don't think that second chance should be with the Montreal Canadiens. That feels like a reward rather than sort of your second chance. That's just me. Now. Fair, yeah.
2: Daniel, go ahead. Sorry didn't want to get you off there
1: oh no yeah it's just adam of course you were the expert on this situation and if you're gonna send him down regardless and it's not like there is it's there's still time towards this just let him play the full season in london and then just see where things go because i know that there's still a lot of that injury factor and there is just really like I think there. My feeling is that there's a quick turnaround towards all of this because, yeah, it has been more than a year. But like you said, he hasn't played a lot of games. We really hasn't really seen the full assessment on it. And I don't know. It's 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 just a tricky situation right now. Um, I, I don't know. Like that. That's all I can say about it. He's played twelve games since he was drafted.
0: I just I, I, I don't get. It feels like a reward. Like, what his what what was his punishment? The fine. I believe the fine was like less than five thousand dollars. I want to say, off the top of my head, I could be wrong. Please don't quote me on this. I want to say it was in the realm of around like twenty eight hundred dollars.
2: Defined from where? From
0: uh from Sweden for taking the 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 for yeah. for for the unconsensual picture he took. Yes. Yes. So I again it. it's just I don't know what the punishment has been. And there still hasn't been made clear what he's done of his own volition that wasn't sort of required of him to do. So I again it. it's just sort of you had sort of time to further evaluate. I just don't get why you gave him the contract now. And even if, say you you offer to it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm about to re-enter the draft or whatever." Then then screw it, let him go, get the compensation for the draft. I think it was like uh, Marco Damico had, had this really good analysis of it, and they would get the extra pick or something, or I think it's a second rounder or something in this year's draft, which you know is stacked. I just don't get it. I I just is the right for a right D that good for you that you need to sort of go out and when you have a lot of talented young defensemen already. I just don't get why you had to go out and do this with a kid who hasn't earned it. I just, and I, I'm going to stand by that. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. It doesn't, 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 it uh, doesn't add up to me. doesn't add up to me. All right, sorry. We, Zoom for some reason doesn't doesn't recognize that Alex has 60 gigabytes of data on his thing. So we had to quickly cut out there. Uh, But yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say the thing is with Logan Mayu. Like, I I just it doesn't doesn't make sense. He had time to make the decision. He hasn't faced any consequences uh, for his action. I saw a lot of people saying uh, the victim in all of this, the survivor, uh, is what's lost. And if your measure is it's not as bad as what has now come out about Ian Cole allegedly, you're just missing the point. Like you're so missing the point. It's so some people are so thick-skulled. I cannot believe it. And we're going to talk about this. Now, listen, over the summer, I have picked fun at Ian Cole for a lot of stuff. Now, that is one thing. Um, and the Canes, not sort of everything that happened with that reporter and sort of not saying a congratulations in the rest of your career when they didn't resign him is one thing. Um, now, what's come out is much more serious. OK, um, Ian Cole, I'm going to get the exact statement up here. Uh, it seems to be a, a burner account of somebody came out, probably wanting to sort of keep their identity a secret for now. Obviously we don't, this is ongoing as it is. Tampa have suspended him at the moment. The NHR are looking into it, but the Twitter account is called Emily Smith. Um, if you want to check out the statement for yourself, it's at Emily underscore Smith, uh, E-M-I-L-Y underscore S-M-I-T-H 3333. That's the letter three, obviously three 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 three. Um, basically accusing Ian Cole, defenseman for the Tampa Bay Lightning, of grooming, amongst other things, um, some stuff about um, sort of uh, having sex with a minor. Um, u- ugly stuff. Ugly stuff. Um, difficult to read. Um, I think it's important to, though. Um, again, right now, Tampa were pretty quick. I'd say I think it, it was... I don't think, I don't think they were. So I saw this come out. And then, you know how sometimes Twitter will then throw out a tweet randomly two days ago that you may have seen like two days later like this is a tweet from two days ago i saw greg roshinsky talk about this the day i saw the statement come out and his stuff was previous to it so it was previous to the nhl's sort of statement on everything right in the investigation so i feel like there was a bit of delay on this but we don't have all the details yet of course the thing is always sort of believe serve. i saw this very dumb tweet a very dumb tweet that was someone replying saying, isn't it funny how these people come out with accusations when these guys have made millions or whatever, which is just stupid. First off, Ian Cole has been in the league for a long time. He's at the tail end of it now. It, 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 your argument doesn't make any sense. Second off, a response like that is why people don't come forward for this type of stuff, so don't be part of the problem. Idiots. Um, We'll see what happens. I don't know what we can say right now um, other than for the love of God, if it's true, you'd like to sort of a proper investigation, proper sort of justice to come here. Um, but again, it, it's alleged right now, and we have to see what happens. But I think that Twitter account—I'm um, I'm sure that again, we don't know the identity, but I don't know if the DMs are open or are on it. But I'm sure. It's gonna be the beginning like a lot of traction. We're gonna see what's happened. I'm sure the teams have resources where they're gonna get in touch. Ian co-released a statement basically, obviously denying the allegations as you expect he would. Um, along with that, um, some other stuff that was going on. Uh, this to do with the Oilers or mainly their AHL team. Uh, sorry, just give me a second. I thought I had it on my phone, but I have it on my Mac instead. My apologies. Um, this is from the Bakersfield Condors uh, on Twitter. Uh, Earlier today, we became aware that Bakersfield Condors head athletic trainer, Chad Drown, uh, had been charged with very serious felony offenses related to contacting a minor to commit a sexual offense in the state of California. We are shocked and dismayed by the news. And Mr. Drown has been relieved of his duties immediately. Um, okay. So since we can sort of talk about that, this, this gentleman has been, or I shouldn't call him a gentleman. Um, that this sort of monster we can call him has been charged with a felony here um you know it it, it sort of sounds like that that's basically sort of what i think like chris hansen and that was to do is they would almost set up a sting and i think the charge would be like attempted sort of contact with a minor or something like that um how in the world i had a conversation with with someone about this and what they said to me was where was the background check
2: how did they not know (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, even I mean, if it's again. in
0: another country, I don't know where Bakersfield is actually, but I'm sure obviously, and I say that because Oilers in Canada, if they didn't, but still, how do you not? How is there not a, a background check done on that? Remember, people like, like, and I only mention this because it's the first thing that came off the top of my head. Um, and something very different when Dusty Emu was hired to be was it the Marlies or was it the Marley, Leafs goaltending um, coach? Marlies, Marlies had. Marley's uh, goalie coach, and it was like, why did no one check these sort of very problem tweets he was liking? Um, how did you not do a background check, or how did this not come up if you if you did? What or, or you know, th- this seems very basic.
2: That's what yeah, I want to know. Just trying to figure out if the charge was recent or if it was from the past. Unless I completely missed it, but. I'm just reading that, looking for that now because the way the tweet is written, it seems as as if this is something that has happened extremely recently, but it doesn't, can't find that. So I'm going to keep going because I think changes, let's see, let's see, let's see.
0: Do you, what's concerning is he was apparently a trainer on the U- u18 team canada yeah which is just sort of like oh my sweet merciful god please don't tell me that there's another sort of thing there um but like, like like how how it is that is a good point though Alex, to find out sort of how exactly like like how old it is. it's a very good point Um, it's, it's also very fresh. So maybe we'll see more, but again, it's sort of, here's what's really annoying about when news like this comes out at this point in the year is it's not, there's not a lot of attention on it. Like if you look right now is my, my Twitter notifications are right now at the time of the year, I only have like, like the big reporters on and none of them are talking about it. That's what's very concerning. I see retweets from Friedman and Chris Johnston. But that's about it. Oh, something else I want to mention for Ian Cole. I forgot until Emily Kaplan pointed this out. Um, Ian Cole's suspension with Tampa as the team investigates allegations of sexual misconduct with a minor is considered paid leave per a source. It's uh, worth noting the NHL does not have a, a specific domestic violence policy, which I think we that's talked about going back, like, was being mentioned back in the days of, like, Sabo yeah yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, that's not a surprise.
0: It is. It's awesome. not a surprise
2: sure okay i guess by just it's not a like that's just how that's how like that stuff happens in the real like outside of sports is the way things go so like that's just the way it is that's just the way it goes uh so that's actually like the one good thing that they did out of this story like uh, not that it's good it's just the right thing they should have done Mm -hmm. suspended him from the team like that's what I think you know it's the thing that I've been calling for I've been saying from I don't know since we started talking about these issues two years ago was that how are you holding these people accountable like you know we talked about Mark Ber- when we talked about Mark and Kevin Shovel Dayoff and um, who was it Stan Bowman mm. how while the investigation was still going on how they were in charge and like running the show how you were allowing that that shouldn't have been allowed ever mm-hmm. to be honest they should as soon as that investigation started they should have been suspended and and just the way they did with ian cole essentially to me
0: um going to let's let's switch gears to hockey can so i I, mean, do, I, just, I have
2: an answer to the question from before though about okay thank you please uh so he was arrested on sunday so yesterday
0: he was arrested oh so it is it is extremely recent
2: recent. yeah yeah. like yesterday
0: you would think now people are gonna look back though you know what i mean oh yeah like especially because of the team canada stuff um but that that's that's wow recent day that's that that's that's um that is shocking okay fair enough um Jesus Christ, that's I, I don't know what to say about that. Um okay, Hockey Canada, of course, had the most recent hearing. Alex, you actually oh, got God. the chance to watch it or listen or painfully uh, listen
2: to it. I I, I watched it while I was doing work, yeah.
0: Okay, can you please talk us through this? I had class, unfortunately. I only saw the tweets in that, but I feel like you can give us a good example. I mean the here.
2: tweets were pretty like summed it up pretty well. I I think I, I want to start with I don't know if you guys caught the. I don't remember if it was the last episode or two episodes ago. It was the episode of 32 Thoughts just after the press got after the hearing. And Friedman was talking about the point how, you know, the first time around they did these hearings, there was a sense of, there was a sense of, you know, what are we, what, what can we call it? Like apology, being apologetic from from hockey Canada there was a sense of yeah like listen they didn't do anything that, that that first hearing was not great but there was a sense of that there was slight admission of them being wrong slight this much mm-hmm. this time around it did not it, it felt like a complete 180 it felt like they were on the attack and just constantly being defensive let's start with I don't even know, like, I, where we want to go with with the, with this conversation in terms of like what topic do you want to start with first? Like, well, where do we want to go?
0: What, what really stood out to me was what was the sort of mention. The feeling I got was there's sort of a sense of entitlement. Um, oh yes. If yes, we if yeah. we go, who's going to keep the lights on? Ignorance. Dude, you're You're replaceable. What are you talking about? That was the big thing I had out of it.
2: It was pure. I I heard that and I thought she was joking. Like Mm -hmm. it it was just pure ignorance on and and listen, and I'm, and I'm not just talking about Andrea Skinner, who's now resigned, by the way, classic middle of dead middle of a Jays game, classic hockey hockey. Way way to go, right? It's, uh, the NHL has done it. Hockey Canada has done it. Who else? Like, please, we can keep naming people who have done it. The it, the I'm talking about Hockey Canada as a whole. The ignorance for them to actually believe that if we are not there, or they are not there, who's going to keep the lights on? Let's also. How about the fact that, like, ten minutes before that, she was talking about how. They were going to go through a set of elections soon to bring in new members, essentially new board members. Is is the way I understood it. Mm-hmm. So why don't you do it now? Why are you waiting till then? If if like I, I just felt it was such a contradiction for her to say, "Who are how are we going to keep the lights on?" But we're going to have an election relatively soon. How does that so explain that to me then what's what am I missing? What am I missing that you, first off, like the amount of imagine being a volunteer imagine someone who volunteers their time as part of something that's run by Hockey Canada and to hear a statement like that.
0: What was it? I'm trying to find this one, like this one tweet that Rick had, Rick West had had that really like, what was it? Liberal MP Anthony Housefather reads from Hockey Canada board meeting Um, that uh, sorry meeting minutes that document. Sorry, wait, hold on. Let me try this again. Liberal MP Anthony Housefather reads from Hockey Canada board meeting Um, that documents how sorry documents how crisis management firm Navigator could not find three people to join Hockey Canada's oversight committee. And what was it? Skinner said the candidates were too busy was like one thing I know they had mentioned. And then how like they talked about Scott Smith and her basically saying there was an oversight, but we have the people in place who are going to sort of go ahead with our action plan which sort of contradicts the thing of we're getting new people. But and also in that thing, she still doesn't say, oh, yeah, Scott Smith's the wrong guy. Well, because they're all friends, probably
2: did she uh i believe it was also anthony housefather who asked her if it wasn't him I, I i don't remember who it was who asked her if you had to give scott smith a grade based on based off what he's done what would you give him and the audacity to say a plus when he's I been in the orga- that, yeah when he's been in the organization forever for this, the 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 idea that he's some new face that is going to fix hockey is baloney. He's been in the organization since the nineteen nineties. Mm-hmm. Like how how can you say that? There was just so many times where I felt it in that in that hearing that she. Or not that she. Like, I don't even want to just put it on her. I want to put it on everybody. They didn't understand what uh, it's. I don't. Sometimes I feel like like they don't understand what they did wrong.
0: They. uh, It's almost like they just see it as a bump in the road. They they still don't understand. I think how much change really needs to happen. Like I, I don't know how bad you have to screw up where Tim Hortons wants nothing to do with you. Like, is there, there's always that sort of joke of, Hey, Tim Hortons in Canada, like, right. Like I I would be amazed if anyone hasn't seen this, a result of this hearing specifically. And apparently there could be a new one, like a a new hearing as soon as October 11th, apparently, um, which for anyone keeping track, they're saying is tomorrow, which probably isn't going to happen now, but this was the sense back then. So it's coming soon. That was from Rick Westhead. Um, Beside the fact that apparently Hockey Canada are fighting the government to not sort of give up their financial records, which is a bit concerning. Um, like tell us, Tim Hortons, Canadian Tire, amongst others. Nike. Ni- I didn't see
1: Nike. Yeah, happen. Nike. So they have to have new jerseys soon if the so juniors are going to be played.
0: There are. Companies that have either pulled out completely or so far just for the year, including the World Juniors, maybe hoping there's going to be a change. Did Nike do it permanently or have Nike
1: decided to just do the season? Um, so far, I just said they've been suspended.
0: The mm-hmm. Partnership and, with Hockey Canada. And on top of that, as well, we should mention the Provincial Hockey Associations. Hockey Quebec was the first one, which I thought was shocking, to be honest. No offense to Quebec, but Quebec being the sort of front-runner for change. Obviously, I think when it comes to <laughs> hockey, Quebec is extremely important, obviously. I know everyone goes about like the production of Ontario, but like Quebec ho- hockey is just... I can't really... To someone who's not familiar, I, I i don't think I can really describe how important the game is to Quebec in that, obviously. you know, And, and not to mention, I think some of the bigger junior tournaments happen in Quebec. Um, since then So many of them have either said Stop taking our funding for our enrollments In that because obviously we don't want to keep Funding your you know Sexual assault cases anymore um, That's been happening they've been calling For change I don't have an exact list But it feels like day after day Every single province I think Hockey Alberta have said something Ontario Did obviously Quebec did I think um, The eastern play- um, Provinces have started saying stuff already um, it, is, uh, it is. It is. It's literally. It's dominoes. If if I seriously don't know. First off, it's amazing to me that like they've had such a bad sort of look when they've been questioned so far that it has somehow gotten worse and worse. Like remember we were watching the World Juniors and well we I didn't really watch a lot of it but we mm-hmm. saw pictures yeah. of the lack of sponsorships on the boards. It's gotten worse. And now you have programs saying we're not giving you money, which first of all, how is it not like that before? But it shows sort of the lack of action from Hockey Canada. It's they're not being accountable, but it's rather their supporters are making them accountable, which is just sort of like you want to hit them over the head with a club and say, for the love of God, take a hit. Okay, no I one have, wants you around.
2: I have two two more things and then I'm gonna just throw it to yeah. you guys for a little bit. Because I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts. So you know how this idea that they kept bringing up in the hearings, where it was, you know, if we're not here, who's going to keep the lights on? Blah blah blah. Whatever they were saying, though they think they were saying about that. They have now put them because of their lack of you know we'll call it their stubbornness. They have now put themselves in a situation where. They're losing sponsorship dollars. The one thing that they didn't want to happen was the one thing that they allowed to happen. By not doing anything, by not doing anything. But and and okay, fine. It wasn't any, it wasn't nothing. It was they introduced education programs which Sorry, bare minimum. That that doesn't mean anything to me. Sorry, that's not the. When they kept bringing that up in the hearing, it's that's not the point. It's like
0: the bare that's minimum. That's not too. the
2: point. Yeah, and so they've now put themselves in that position where they're losing millions of dollars in sponsorship dollars. So congratulations for them to doing that to themselves secondly i want to i want to go back to my point real quick because i just found this tweet about the ignorance and stubbornness of hockey canada this is from katie strang this was in the middle of the meeting i actually i remember hearing this in my ears and was just stunned at the fact that this was said out loud uh so This is the first tweet. Housefather also cited from recent board meeting minutes in which Hockey Canada has internally expressed a need to shift the narrative and to counter reporting on the matter in the press. Okay, it gets better. It gets better. She follows that tweet up with Skinner says Hockey Canada has an, quote, ex- excellent reputation and, that board, and the board does not find it appropriate to replace senior leadership based on what she describes as, quote, substantial misinformation and unduly cynical attacks. Listen, I am the first one on this 24-7 on this podcast to criticize hockey media for not doing their jobs. I do it all the time. I'm sorry that ain't it. Like that's not you first off you don't have an excellent reputation. You don't even like you can't tell me that outside of these allegations that Hockey Canada Hockey Canada's reputation has not taken a hit. Just in general, their the Canadian born players are going to play in college. Tell me why it's a
0: better program. Okay. They've been falling behind. They have. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. So that's outside the excellent repute excellent reputation, not even true outside of these allegations, and it and the substantial misinformation and unduly cynical attacks. Imagine the audacity to say that.
0: They pulled a fake news quote. So they they, they basically said fake news. There's a difference <sighs> too between not reporting and reporting false information. Uh Reporting false information is almost worse in some points. Now, obviously, you know there's that the concept of sort of news deserts, right? And sort of not having sort of the proper places of of not reporting news, and that's what sort of the big hockey reporters show lack is they're almost like they're in the desert sometimes. They're not reporting, but sort of the ones who are are not giving misinformation here. This is pure. The thing is, right now they're fighting against having information out there by fighting not wanting their their financial reports out there i like uh, what misinformation like i give me evidence you can't just yell fake news and just be uh, you just you, you i don't i don't need to say the specific name of who you sound like but you sound like a former president right now trying to like throwing out that gobbledygook like stop it look at the mirror guys what are we thinking no what like there is i love how it wasn't trudeau was like listen if we just have to start a new organization from scratch and call it hockey canada just to say start new we'll do it which is like, like great now obviously the government are doing it because they want to see that their money's taken care of but like and reputation thing guys can we just be honest you use like obviously all different ages pay registration fees but i don't know the youngest but like age that you participate in hockey with registration fees but you use like like, we just put this into context and say this black and white here, right? Sometimes you want a bit more nuance, but just be black and white here. You use children's registration fees to cover up sexual assault. Like, shut up. Like, you have no right to talk and be like great sterling reputation. Like, guys, guys, what was it? The GTHL just had a bunch of stuff and there's accusations of players using the N-word and they've just hired a third party player to come in. There's stuff going on with Akeem and Steve Simmons right now. I didn't want to bring it up because I don't like giving Steve Simmons attention. But that's another sort of thing in the world of hockey right now because I think Akeem Alou was talking about the stuff with the GTAHL, GTAHL, the biggest league in Canada, I believe. Obviously, NHL and all that kind of stuff. Like, you have influence over that too. Everything about hockey over the past couple of years has proved to be just at everything we talk about, starting at the grassroots level, you are part of that and you have, you're clearly part of the problem. What reputation, again, even, even before this, Alex, it has been down and even ignoring sort of the programs and going to, you know, guys going to the NCAA and that. There has always been little cracks there of just the sort of effectiveness of Hockey Canada, but what we're really seeing now is just sort of how clueless and it just seems like prehistoric they are. It's so, it just, I hate, I hate using this word, but for the love of God, it feels like such white privilege, doesn't it? That's what I'm thinking right now. It's such white privilege. Anyway, I'm I'm done. That's what I had to say. Oh, they suck. They suck so
1: hard. I don't know what to say. Everything's just really disheartening with it, but I've used this a lot before already on the podcast when I do mention that. I didn't expect anything else or anything better from hockey Canada at this point where I just, I just kind of feel like they're not reading the room in any way. Like it's all of this is mounting and the way they've been just treating everything is like, Hey, okay. Yeah. This stuff, like my feeling is this, like they're thinking and their explanation is like, you know, okay, this stuff's already happening, but how about we get back to hockey at this point or let's focus on something else or the season starting or, and it's just, it's just really tough where I, I really, I really have felt that. And a lot of people on Twitter have mentioned it too. a lot of reporters that saying that hockey Canada is not hockey in Canada. It's something where we look at this organization and we look at what it's been able to do, but I just don't want it to be something where, We've seen in other instances already where it's like, all right, you know, like we've already addressed this. Like, what else would you want? And the fact that more and more is coming out, it just goes to show that no, like this has has to be something that has to keep on going.
0: I like you saying them thinking, let's just go back to hockey now. Like that, I think that's a very good way of putting it, because God doesn't feel like, okay, yeah, it's done. Okay, and hockey now. Ooh, let's no, oh.
1: Just you're, I don't know. There's already been calls nationally thing. for like changes in management, and it just it's just like a snail pace for it. Where the people who are resigning is like, okay, great, yeah. What about like you know the top echelon and everybody else that you know? I do not I, like it. Just for me, like, how do you think you could still keep your job
0: yeah, after ego. all of
1: this? Such after all ego. of this, that more and more will come out and. Like the perception's gonna be different. Like it's not gonna be the same more. like everyone's gonna rally around like, okay, how about guys like this focus on the World Juniors now? Let's focus on di- WHF like tournaments moving forward. It's no, it's not gonna be the same.
2: Yeah. It it's 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 brutal. Like it's just like I I said it last episode or when whenever the last time we talked about it, it might have been two episodes ago now the in this country the fact that every political party because if you go back if you watch go and watch this you'll see you have members from the liberals from the conservatives from the ndps from the freaking bloc quebecois okay like everyone 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 yeah, that's and there. No, that's not. That's not that. I wasn't making that comment. I was just noting that's, the I, I vast. Am, don't,
0: don't worry. When the blocks <laughs> involved. Like, come on. Guys.
2: The vast. The vast. If you've got more bar than the block, uh, like, come on. The vast. Po- the political parties involved in this, and they are all on the same side. It's incredible. They're all on the same side about this. It's it's insane. I do want to bring up one more thing from this hearing, unless there's more we want to talk, unless there's other stuff that I've uh, missed. Go
0: ahead.
2: I, I want to bring this up because it goes back to the accountability It it goes back to the, the deflection that Hockey Canada has been doing. This is, again, Katie Strang tweet. This was in the middle of the press conference. MP Lisa Heffer drills down with Skinner on her assertion that it is unfair to scapegoat hockey for cultural issues. Skinner says sexual assault and mistreatment of women is a societal problem. I think we need to not just sit back and condemn hockey. And Andrea Skinner, I wholeheartedly agree with you. But again, like- Again, it's it's either the lack of ignorance, or the the massive amounts of ignorance, or the lack of understanding that we are here to talk about hockey. No one's telling you. It goes back to the well. Racism exists outside of hockey. I understand. We're not talking about everything else. We're talking about this issue. And in this case, in this case, you are the you are the perpetrator. You are hockey Canada. Like it's not, it's not. I under I agree. You're right. There's a bigger problem here than than just hockey. But number one, first off, the biggest thing is you are receiving money from the federal government. They have every damn right to uh, to to demand answers to your questions, to their questions. <laughs> and you're not giving it to them. You are deflecting and and you are putting blame on others and not taking accountability for the lack of your actions
1: and when you think about when they mention hockey and hockey culture they're the biggest arguably the biggest forefront of what you believe hockey is in this country where the regional teams aside you look at every level of what hockey canada has touched like,
0: your the like in the fabric of this whole country. That means more. Listen, it's like that argument of a payer gets paid this amount of money. They should perform up to that level. But can you do that? Injury, Whatever, right? There's a certain expectation that goes with that. When you are in that position of power or any sort of position of power, the expectations are different for you. The level of expectation is different for you. Um, and that's just something they don't understand. Or they're just too stupid or they're too arrogant to think, Like they think they're—it's like they think they're bigger than the game itself. I don't know. I think that's a good way to end it, though. Unless you guys have anything else to say.
2: No, no, no. Great. I mean, I'm sure, but like, I'm i i I don't know. There will be a lot lot more coming. Yeah, this isn't the end. This isn't the end.
0: Yeah. We're still waiting for what is the 2003 stuff. We still need a resolution about sort of the world junior team that started all of this um yeah
1: there's a, lot. There's,
0: a, lot. There's, a lot. there's a lot there's a lot um yeah and then we'll see what happens if the government do dig up this sort of uh i mean it's the government like i, I feel like they were gonna if they want to see these financial records they're gonna see because mm-hmm. who are you gonna complain to that it's the government that you just you know just <laughs> they'll figure it out um okay oh uh, thank you for listening as always um, as soon we got to figure out how we're going to do two episodes a week, we will. we'll talk about it um, this week because uh, we have hockey to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, because hockey is coming about, we'd love to just talk about the game and stupid trades and whatnot, but uh, you know, there's an obligation to talk about more than just that. I
2: can't believe we didn't talk um, about Jason Dickinson.
1: What happened with Jason Mark Dickinson? Dick he got
2: traded, he got traded
1: what yeah. for Riley Stillman in a well, like <laughs> Dickinson a second and for Riley Stillman. When
2: the cap, uh, On the 7th. <laughs> on Friday.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Okay, well, Vancouver we're, were looking to move money, weren't they? Yeah. He wasn't Vancouver, right? Yeah. Man, that I thought that was a good signing. It just didn't work. We still don't know what's going on with Rachel Dory, too. There's so much going on. Yeah, we need to... There was obviously I wanted to spend more time on roster stuff, but there was just too many important things to talk about. So we're at that point. We need, uh, we need, we need to go back to a week. So we'll figure that out. Um, and yeah, we'll see you all next time.